glad you're back with me today. We're talking about the importance of being a committed follower of Christ and what it really means, and we're talking about the commitment that we not only need to make to Jesus as our Lord, but if doing so, we don't make a commitment to his church, we're not serious with him. I want to talk a little bit to you at first today about the actions that evidence you are committed to Christ's church. See, if you're committed to be a, a real part of his church, there are certain things that you will do. One of those is you will protect the unity of his church. For example, you will act in love toward other people in the fellowship, and and you will begin to to let them know that you are a part of what they want to do and what they want to be. So I'm challenging you to, to take seriously uh, your responsibility to help the church be all that it needs to be. For example, if you hear someone who's upset about something, talk to them about it. Try to help them. Bring them to one of the staff members who can help them understand the situation better. And act in love towards someone in the church who may not be acting as they should. And if someone remains a problem, then try to help them overcome that problem and, and help the leaders to solve the problem. Don't put down others, but build up others. And one of the ways that we protect the church is by ourselves making commitment not to gossip. Do not let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth, the Bible says, only what is helpful for building up others. It's real easy to gossip about somebody in the church to to, uh, you know, talk about it. Even if it's true, it doesn't need to be spread. It doesn't need to be talked about. It can be destructive. Carrying tales and telling questionable things, spreading rumors. I'm asking you to make a commitment to Christ's church not to do that if you really want to protect the unity of the church. Another way we protect the unity is by following the leaders. The Bible in Hebrews 13, 17 commands us to do that. We have great leaders who care about us and who love God and who want to please God and who seek God's face daily for wisdom and guidance. We should follow them. We, should, we may not always understand why they're doing something. We may not always think we maybe agree with something. But if they are our leader and God is leading them, then we need to trust them and we need to depend on them. And another thing we need to do is share the responsibility of our church. We do that by praying for its growth. We need to pray for the pastor, other staff members. Uh, if we are in a small group, our small group leaders. And we need to pray for people around us that we know who have special needs. And we need to pray for those who are not yet a part of our church, relatives and friends that we want to help come to know Christ. And we need to invite them to attend. Most people attend a church because somebody invited them. They might come because they get something in the mail or because they see a billboard, but most likely they're going to come because somebody invited them. Because if you invite them, say, oh yeah, I saw that church advertised on TV, or I saw that church billboard, I saw that little thing I got in the mail from that church, and that's where you go. And, but see, that puts the personal uh, area to it. That puts the personal concern to it. When we invite them, we have in our yard a a sign that invites people to Easter, but I invited a man yesterday who was doing some work for me to our Easter services, and I know he had seen the sign in the yard, and so when I told him, and, and it was more personal, I don't know that he will come, but I shared with him. And also, we should serve the ministry of our church, and we've already talked about that. We need to find out, you know, 
what, where am I gifted? You are, where, where am I best talented? Where do I best fit? For example, maybe you think, you know, I, I, I'd probably fit really good with teenagers, but then you go help with the teenagers, and no, that doesn't seem to be the place. Well, it's not failure if you say that's not where I fit. Maybe you fit with the little bitty ones, like in the preschool area before they start the school, and you really feel a fit there, and you really love those kids, and you really want to serve. You see, you didn't fail in the teenage area. You just found your place. So look for your place. Seek your place. Try to discover where you are equipped to serve, where you are to the best to work and and develop a servant's heart jesus said i came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give my life as a ransom for many and that should be our attitude how can i serve how can i serve the lord through my church and then support the testimony of your church of our church by attending faithfully god is clear about that in hebrews ten twenty five. that we should not forsake our assembling together as some do you see, some people come to church when it's convenient, but they are never going to be a committed believer, maybe not even a believer at all. If you just come when it's convenient, that's not commitment. That's not letting Jesus be the Lord of your life. You have to come when it's raining. You have to come when it's cold. You have to come when it's hot. You have to come, whatever the situation is, you have to not go running to this event and that event on Sunday morning or Saturday night and missing your worship time and missing your time in God's with God's people. It's important that we attend faithfully. Develop that habit. Make a commitment. My family had this commitment. My parents had this commitment. They raised me with it. I raised my kids with it. And that is, on Sunday, we're going to be in church. And that's where we're going to be on Sunday. We're going to be in God's house. That was priority. That was before everything else. I remember growing up that many Sundays we would come home from church and there would be a carload of, of my relatives who had driven from some nearby town to visit us and they would be sitting in front of our house. And they had gotten there sometime before church was out. But we always went to church. When we came home, my mom always fixed the food and we had a great time. But they knew there's no use to come any earlier than church time because we were going to be in church. I think that's important. Also, by living a godly life. Philippians 1.27 says, Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. You know, what we are is so important. It's just as important as what we say. They both go hand in hand together. You can't really be committed and not speak up for Christ, but you can't also be committed if you don't live to back up what you say. And then also by giving regularly. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. If every one of us would give 10% of our income, which is what God asks us to do. We would have plenty of money to do everything that we needed to do to make the difference in our world, but we don't have near enough because many of us are not faithful in our giving. I challenge you to just take God at his word. He says he'll pour you out a blessing. Not going to make you rich probably, but he'll bless you. He'll take care of you. I've always found that if I give God his, the rest seems to go a little bit more and a little bit further. So I unashamedly, enthusiastically, ask you to make a commitment to his church and well as to him, because if you do, it will make a difference. Whatever you need to do to do that, maybe you haven't been baptized, maybe you haven't gone to the classes that are necessary to commit to be a part of the church, whatever you need to do, 
finding your place of service. Do it so that you will be all God wants you to be. God bless you. Have a great day.